Dean, we both had uh, something happen to us uh, this week, and yeah. mine actually Mark? happened live while we were uh, oh, doing yeah. small talk. It totally and, did happen live. And, and I, I want to say during that moment that it happened, you were like, oh, yeah, I think I may be getting scammed yeah. also. Yeah, so, I called mine way ahead of time because yeah. I was like, there's no way this is like, it's too good to be true, but I'm taking the gamble. Yeah. And Which, sure enough. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us what happened. Yeah, so uh, there was a deal on a Bandai DX Chagokin, uh VF1S from uh, Do You Remember Love? Bless you, since John's not here to say that. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. It was two, they sent me an offer for 263 bucks, which is pretty good. Free shipping. I was like, I've seen this thing sell upwards of 500 bucks. Um, even, even in the eights, but it has some additional parts, but I could pick those up as well. So I was like, this is a pretty good deal. The seller had like no sales. And I was like, that's, that's real fishy, but maybe it's the first thing they're selling, you know, like I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. So I ordered the thing and it gets shipped pretty fast, like within the same day or maybe the next morning. And then it was coming from Houston. So I was like, cool, I'll get this like lickety split, like two days tops. So it's like, oh, delivery date Friday. And I was like, cool, I'll get this thing way ahead of schedule for the show. And then Friday rolls around and it's still not in town. So it's like Saturday delivery. I was like, oh, fuck, fine. I'll wait a day. So I wait for Saturday. It never goes out for delivery. I'm like, God damn it. So now I got to wait Sunday and then Monday. So Monday, it finally goes out for delivery. Says delivered. I'm like, perfect. Go to the mailbox. Nothing. Not in the top, not in the bottom, you know, because sometimes if the package is too big, they'll put it in like the bottom compartment. I don't think my package has ever been too big. Yeah. <laughs> no? No. Oh, not... well. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of places that you could put, like, <laughs> like I mean, I think a package in the front would, you know, or the back would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Top or bottom. And, you know, I was like, maybe it's at the door. It wasn't at the door. So I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, every once in a while, Zach, they'll mark it delivered and it's yeah. they just keep it for a day for some reason. So I was like, you know what? We'll see about tomorrow. If it doesn't show up tomorrow, I'll go to the post office. Sure enough, today it doesn't show up. I go to the post office and the lady is like, what's the address it's supposed to go to? So I tell her the address. I show her the tracking and everything. And she comes back with like these papers and she's like, look, this item was sent to this address i have no what clue what address it is i've never seen it before in my life i'm like yeah i don't know what that is was it in san antonio or it was in san antonio well go get that address and go beat their ass <laughs> That's not on the, the side well, hustle yeah so she's like i'll send a courier over there tomorrow to retrieve the item and if you don't have it by the end of the day you know we'll look into whatever and i was like okay so I hop on to Mercari and I, I tell them, hey, it says delivered, but the post office says that they shipped it to a completely different address that's not my shipping address on the app. 
And within three hours, I got a notification. You've been refunded your money. These people are fucking. Because there was a paper trail. You could, they could see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm assuming they have tools that I don't. Mm-hmm. Right, Mercari can like I don't know look up specific details of the shipping. I don't know, I don't uh, know what kind of tools they have over there, but they could see that indeed the shipping address wasn't my shipping address. So they just, I mean, I was expecting a back and forth. I was expecting to yeah. have to take screenshots and stuff. No, no doubt, I'm shocked that they made it right just like that. That's that's great. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, speaking of scams, Marco, how's the neck? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, we'll what? talk about that. We'll talk about a, that on the reissue. Um, so what happened with yours? Because okay, somebody so, wasn't watching Small Talk. Yeah, oh, here so scam afterwards, though, Zach. In the middle of Small Talk. Yeah, sure. Um, this lady messaged me, like, like real, like, blitz messages. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I want this thing. I want, like, I'll pay this price. And, like, I'm a very cautious seller and a cautious buyer. So I was like, I just want to make sure you understand, you know, the box has damage. Um, I don't want to have another Marco on my hand. Uh, you know, and, and like, I was like, this is about where I can meet. Like, when do you want to meet up? Cause she's over here asking for my address. Like, can I pay now? Like just trying to give me this money. And it just, it seemed so, um, it just seems so weird, like so fishy. So I look at her profile, it's a new profile, and I'm like, that's, you know, it's not that new, but it's new enough that, you know, I kind of get like a red flag. And she's like, what's your uh, Zell email? Which, you know, is perfectly normal question, but um, I was like, well, you know, we can um, we can do the Zell like when you come and pick it up. And she's like, well, my sister's picking it up because she lives in your area. That's fine. Here's my Zell email. And... These three messages here at the top were sent within like 30 seconds of each other. So it's, I have successfully made the payment and I have received alert that a confirmation mail has been sent. Did you see the mail they sent you into your email? Check your inbox. I got a message from Zell saying the funds are ready, but it's above the balance limit. Did you get a message like that? Question, question. And I'm like, I don't have a payment yet, but I will let you know when it comes in. She's like, check your mailbox or spam folder because I got the notification there also. So essentially what the scam is... um is that you get a message from Zell with air quotes for the audio listeners um, that says that you need to expand the account and you need to send a payment to a $500 to Zell to open your account. And then they will refund you $800. So you're 500 plus the 300 you were owed. And I just thought it was so weird. Cause it's like an alert has been sent to Zachary Steven in regards to the $500 additional payment he has sent to you. And I'm like, what? This doesn't make any sense. And it, the email looked fishy. Like Google uh, flagged the email is fishy. And of course, when I clicked the email, it was from an at gmail.com. So mm. um, be careful. Uh, and, and to be fair, um, Facebook did also mark market as suspicious. Like once they started sending this message here, there was like a big bar on my messenger thing, like careful for payment scams. Um, and it was, um, I just blocked this lady. She started calling me a scammer. I started like saying all these things. And I was so yes. glad I didn't give them my address. Cause that would have, I don't know what would have happened. Bro, that happened to yeah. me one time. Uh, this guy used to work with that HUB messaged me out of the blue just randomly it's like hey man what are you up to and i was like oh you know not much like just 
hanging out what's going on like i haven't talked to you in a while like yeah you know what like things are going really good for me i want to pay it forward um like what's your cash app i want to send you some money and i was like what hmm. you want to send me money he's like yeah and i was like why and he was like you know just pay it forward just i'm having a good month and i was like where did we meet where was it that you and i met and just totally never responded to me he's like yeah it's a fucking scam get out of here wow. and then another one the other day my buddy messaged me he said hey man i'm i'm on the wrong side of town i'm out of gas like my dad's at work you know and he's a doctor which he is and he's not gonna be out of work for like another like like i don't know what i'm gonna do like is there any way you could like help me out send me some money and i was like this motherfucker doesn't live in san antonio anymore so i go to his profile i'm like yeah i you know maybe he was coming into town for something i don't know i was like let me ask his sister so i sent his sister a message and she was like no i'm talking to garrett right now he's totally fine he's not in san antonio at all i was like okay well let him know someone's hacked into his facebook and they're asking people for money but i was like it would have been easier for me to drive to his location and help him out than it would be to send him money you know what i mean damn gotta be safe so, out there dude there's scams everywhere yeah. dude you gotta so be careful really interesting that we're starting off with this because i woke up this morning to an email from paypal directly from paypal and it's an invoice and you, maybe you've heard of this before it's an invoice from paypal llc and it's invoice for 370 dollars with the message um your purchase was accepted and payment was processed. There is evidence that an unauthorized party accessed your PayPal account. Your account has been charged $369 for e-wallet credit purchase. This transaction will be reflected in the automatically debited amount on your activity after 24 hours. If you feel that you did not conduct this transaction correctly, please contact us immediately at 207 9840. After dealing with PayPal, I know they don't have numbers like this. Yeah, it's like or a reach it's not for an number. <laughs> Our business hours are from six to six. Um, scammers are uh, use automated systems to make transactions. Only contact PayPal through the contact details given above to contact customer service. Definitely that is don't. this full seller note. And it had they had me rolling for a second, like, wait, am I getting money back? What's what's happening here is very, very unclear, but you know, obviously doing some research, it's that uh, yeah, scammers will send you an invoice through PayPal with this message to uh, appear that they are PayPal. So pretty fucking wild, actually. I've had this clip locked and loaded for like a whole last year, and I, I just need to play it just real quick. Here comes the boy. Hello, boy. Welcome. Benny T in the in the show finally. What happened? Benny oh my T. god! I've been he, in the. You're telling in... me that you got locked out of Facebook. I'm like, click the link. What do you need Facebook yeah. for? So I, I reset my computer the uh, the other day before I went to California, and I haven't okay. logged back in since. So all my logins were erased. So uh -huh. normally you send us the Streamyard link through Facebook Messenger, which I can see on my phone, no problem. But yeah. I log in through my hard phone or like device, right? I see. So I, I try and log into Facebook, can't read it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll just send the text message confirmation and you get in. It will not send this message. It like, 
I tried everything. And so I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll try and log my passport, uh, like password in. And then it's like, you can log in a piece of ID. So I'm sitting here with my freaking driver's license, like trying to like get a picture of this thing. It's Jesus. blurry. You could just ask me to email you the link, my guy. Next time I'm going to have to, I'm like, like oh my God. Discord or something. I'm like shaking over here. I'm getting all frustrated. Like, Look at him, would, so handsome. I would have been early. I would have been early for you guys. And, you know, the app just you, didn't right? speak English. So I let me, am let me fix your mic. You're all fish tanky right now. You, you hate to say echo it. cancellation. Yeah, on. That's okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get this started. Boys. But for the. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. You've got a billion toys. You brought in a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash collecting weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this weekend collecting. That's right. We want to thank our lovely listeners, both live and post live viewers. On How do you replay. say that? Live yeah, on the replay. And watching all over the world. Yeah. Listen, Shout out. Watching. We're number 202 on the entertainment category in Indonesia, baby. Yeah, yeah. Love to see it. Moving on up, baby. Uh, oh. Ben, I rudely ran the intro, and you had a story to share. No, I. you know what? God I, damn it, Ben. I was, I was in the hotel bed last night in Southern California. <laughs> Classic. And I watched the show on repeat, Classic, and all man. I wanted to say was... A, uh, I missed you guys. B, I missed the chat. I saw some of the lovely comments in the chat about me being racist and all of these things and that they missed wow. me even still. And I, 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 I missed you guys. So thanks for having me back. Uh, my sensitivity training went really, really well. Um, yeah, I can, we I can California, promise, the most sensitive place in the world. That's right. I can promise absolutely no mess ups this round. Uh, so if, you got your, if, if you're holding your breath, <laughs> hold it for longer. I'm going to try and be on my best behavior uh, today. Wow. But yeah, missed you guys. Missed you guys. Missed the chat. Missed you guys. Missed you too, buddy. We have Toy Mafia in the chat. Ninja Squirrel, what you going to do when CW runs wild on you, brother? Tukatri, Carlito, Mr. Mom's Collectibles, Dante's Boneyard, Ninja Squirrel. For the millions listening around the world and the 50 to 100 people in attendance, let's get ready to rumble. David Jones, Alvin J, Tukatri, John the Everyday Collector. I think he's working late tonight, so we may not have John uh, on today's show. Uh, DJ, at least I've heard Mercari sides with the buyers. Ninja Squirrel, Bladbird. Blackbird Tech, excuse me, uh, Dr. Equan, Paul Schreiber, the lovely Toy Mafia, Pablo Mesa, that's a scam. It's going to be a small package delivered to the wrong address. Baby Boy 562 CW Baby, love tuning into Scam Talk. We got Red Wolf in the chat. Um, Equan said there's also a scam where NECA sends Marco Denton boxes. <laughs> wow. uh, Baby hurts. Boy says, I, love, I live for Marco's reading voice. <laughs> 
Uh, no one does. Baby girl, baby girl 707 in the chat. Shout out to baby girl. Shout out to the baby family. Love the babies. Uh, Lane, the legend Kramer. Hey, it's another week with the team CW spreading the knowledge, the bad jokes, and the plastic awareness. Plus Marco and Ben for the extra whipped cream topping. Philip, Ooh. A, King Dingling, Big Dog Pound 1. Welcome, 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 one and all. Dean, we have a very special segment that all the best shows of ours begin with. Yeah, you guys ready? It's new this week. Wow, Zach, you didn't even say yes. I didn't, my bad. Sorry. Anyway, what'd you get new this week? Um, I picked up this one seventh scale or one eighth scale Hatsune Miku statue from uh, one of the music videos that they did for the fifth annual Expo Miku Expo. Uh, I showed that on small talk, so I won't really go into it. But that this was is not a noodle I, topper, right? This is something. No, solid. this is an actual thing. Um, wow! But it's a noodle uh, I was topper. Sub- did I, did I he something? makes he makes fake fan. Oh, when you, yeah, fake fan. <laughs> Jesus, Ben. Oh, wow. I've been busy. When you, I, I, oh, was okay. it wasn't on that last week's show. When, wow. He when just you, said he watched the show. And I don't miss the noodle topper. No, 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 no. The, he was, the, this is on Small Talk. He doesn't watch Small Talk. Oh, oh there no, you go. we talked okay, about okay. it on Tuesday's show. Oh, did we really? Yeah. Because oh, I got I these. I got these on Tuesday, and this was Thursday. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was supposed <laughs> to have another new this week, but as you well have heard, it was a scam. But I got my money back, so that's new this week. New old. Wow. New money this week. Yeah. Uh, Marco, you got uh, something in the mail. Yeah, so I got my Magic cases finally. Um, Small order. I wasn't ready to spend thousands of dollars on it, so I kind of went with three six tens, right? So that's, you can probably fit anywhere from like six to ten six scale figures in them. So I've got, you know, it's kind of a, a hybrid of what Ben Thomas has back there. I've got that on the bottom these Ikea cubes, and then I'm going to stack the, um, the module cases above. So I built about three-fourths of one of the module cases and have assembled the Ikea and put the lighting, and I think everything's looking really good. So excited to show it off finally. Although Gigi is, you know, she keeps jabbing me, saying I'm not going to like it, the room's going to be too crowded. So she's putting a lot of negativity out there, but I'm uh, looking forward to finishing the build. So um, are you- I just will say... Go ahead, oh, go ahead, Zach. So are you documenting any of the build process on your for your channel? I, you know, you... I'm not. So, so I would say for the for the build process, I've been watching um, my buddy Graham Jedi Knights watch. He's got like an amazing tutorial. I had a module case like a DF. I don't know one of the statue ones that I bought on Sideshow a few years ago. I was using it as like an end table for a while. That was I did not find any good resources at the time, and so that was a struggle to build that. But now mm-hmm. it feels like there's a lot better resources. I know um, Dan from Six Scale Reviews also has a good uh, video. So I'm not documenting anything, but I've uh, you know just taken some pictures and we'll show the the finished setup in a collection tour, hopefully, that I've uh, been meaning to do for a while. Dude, I actually just recorded the voiceover for my long-awaited uh, collection tour. Nice. I've been putting it off for like like three. My whole room looks different since when I shot the video, but... <laughs> Uh, that is the life of a content creator that doesn't make content. There you go. <laughs> uh, you also got a, uh, uh, what is this, a new logo or a sticker that you have coming out? So th- so uh, shout out to Manny who made us some new logos for the She Said No podcast, right? So, you know, we, we've got some various shows. The branding was kind of all over the place. I love what he did with the One Six Fix logo. So I said, hey, 
Manny, would it be possible to get, uh, you know, a She Said No podcast logo? Uh, so he made a few different iterations um, with the similar branding where it's kind of sketched and it's got the purple around. I love this little Easter egg that he hid. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but the, the figure body. with the yeah with the head off um, absolutely crushed it with this design. So very enthusiastic. And then I, I did ask him for these so we could maybe do stickers eventually. So really, really pleased with how it came out. And Manny works wonders. Like the guy is incredibly talented. I love to see it. He is very talented. And uh, I can't wait to get a sticker. Uh, so I had a, uh, pretty good week for new this week. Uh, big shout out to Steven's collectibles. Um, I mentioned it yesterday, but I got the, um, I unboxed it yesterday, but it was the sideshow toothless premium format, uh, from Steven's collectibles. And, um, you know, we don't, <sighs> Steven's is a great guy. Um, you know, I, I, I it's kind of hard to separate being an international superstar, you know, from the lay person, but I think he treats everyone, you know, with a lot of respect. And I certainly, um, obviously that's very tongue in cheek, but I, I went way over the layaway period and, uh, he was very accommodating of my forgetfulness and the holiday. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's an amazing piece and, and we were able to work out a good deal for me to keep it on layaway. Um, but yeah, this is such a neat statue. It's, it's a character that I've wanted representation of uh, in my collection for a long time. Uh, I really like the materials choice that Sideshow did. I th it almost feels like the body is is probably polystone, and then the wings are like a really thick plastic, which is great because I was really anxious that those little um, like things I don't know what you call them like the wing ends would be very fragile, um, but they seem to be quite durable. So. Um, as, as a statue overall, I, I really like it and, uh, definitely glad to have it in the collection. So big shout out to Steven's collectibles for, uh, working with me on this purchase. And, uh, if you're in San Antonio, I think he has a few more, so definitely hit him up. Great guy. And, uh, just a really fantastic statue. It really makes me want to get, uh, the original piece by Sideshow also. So, um, definitely, definitely a good piece. Uh, I also have been, um, doing more printing. So I have another big project in the works. Uh, and I wanted to show you kind of, uh, what a plastic print looks like with all the support material on it. So, um, on the right side of the photo, that would be what's touching the printer base and everything prints up from that. And then the little web like structure that you see, those are called supports. And in this case, they're called tree supports. So they kind of come up and then mesh together and they're hollow. So they come off really easily. I've and, never seen the tree supports before. That's pretty yes. crazy. It's yeah, very it's really organic cool. almost. Yeah, it, it it is pretty neat. Um, and so this is essentially I wanted to print this piece first. One as like if I don't want to print the full thing, at least I have a cockpit I could finish this and you know have something to display. And then two, um, this was a nice little chunk that I could separate it at where there's natural seams in the body already. Um, but this is the whole print. Uh, done and glued together and then uh, this is with the first layer of filler primer before any sanding and this is what it's at now so it's been sanded pretty smooth I still need to fill the seam in the front of the nose a little bit but you can see how nice you can make these prints look with that looks you know, a little bit of, of uh, sanding and filler primer um, at this point I think I probably need like two more coats of filler primer and sanding um, and then it'll be painted black and then chrome and then weathered. So 
Um, at this point, I just have the two cockpits to print the like the glass portions, um, and I just need to wait till I can pick up some clear resin to do that. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. This is three and three quarter scale, um, so it's I I can't even imagine how big the sideshow one would be because this is already something like twenty probably 25 26 inches long uh which is way longer than it needs to be um it's it's almost as long as the Haslab razor cuz like it's a huge print yeah um, i think a 3 inch one would be more than enough yeah i mean, i think i think a lot of people would be very happy with that yeah. but anyways so so this this has really been um a print that really tested me as as someone doing this because you know, I had some failures, had some parts that I had to print multiple times. Like the front end, I wanted to print it uh, basically from where the engines end left to right. And then from where the seam is in the engine bay, my printer was technically big enough to print that in one print, but for some reason it just wouldn't. And I had to slice that in half. And so had a lot of experience with 3D Builder, a lot of experience with supporting things, trying to be print efficient. And I think the thing that blows me away the most is this whole print is less than one spool so less than twenty dollars worth of material and uh looking at doing it in resin which would have been slightly less finishing work i mean i was looking at probably like a hundred dollars just in resin so um yeah it was it was a really fun build um i'm probably 40 percent done uh but yeah this this has been really fun and you know I, I just can't believe that it, it's printed this well and it's gone this smoothly so far. So knock on wood, hopefully it'll continue. Uh, Trevor says, I think a six inch version is going to be the next HasLab. I would really hope they would go three and three quarter personally. Um, Black series scale, I think would just be massive. I mean, you're probably talking like four or five foot long in six inch scale. Um yeah, I think three and three quarter, I think would be a better scale. And Blackbird said, looks good, Zach. Can't wait to see the final results. Um, Graham you, also said it's yeah, not muddy not enough. Muddy enough. What, do you, what do you say, Dean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually excited for Dean to come check this out because I feel like you're not very impressed by this based on, on your silence, Dean. Um, why would I not be impressed by it? I just don't like the ship it has nothing to do with you it's just such you just a beautiful it. design dean you're it is really nice it's i like no, it no i've always hated the the n1 starfighter and then when they brought it back on the show i was like okay cool at least Same it's not doesn't like ship. the joker so i get Dude, it I bro get it. I, you know they're gonna pull some shit where it's like oh this was anakin's show well in the trailer they have uh you know it's i've always said there's like 12 fucking characters and Apparently three fucking droids because R five, which we've yeah. already known has been in the show, but apparently he's going to be like Mando's co-pilot. It's like, oh my god. Um, wow, my browser just lost connection to my camera. What happened? Oh. But yeah, this is cool. It has it's nothing nothing to do with you. I'm just messing with you, Dean. Um, um yeah. So there's that. So let's uh, let's get into the news. So uh, in our so our show today is going to be formatted very weird. You missed my um, new this week, by the way. Oh ready. well, fuck! I you didn't send it. Yes, I mean, yes, I, I did. It's oh, you, did chat. you? Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, it's hang my, on, my hang on, Ben. Scale. A man can only admit when he was wrong and ask forgiveness. 
You are 100% correct, actually. That is my apologies. All good. All good. I just wanted you guys to get a good look there, just just in case. You know, honestly... Let me zoom zoom you in. The the suit is more rubbery than I would have expected. Almost like a little bit little bit sticky in a weird weird way but was it sticky is it really before after, you <laughs> sticky after you had it in bed or before you had it in Be- bed? before before uh, it's cool i like it i i've i ordered the batman at the same time and it still hasn't shipped from sideshow but i got this guy so i don't know what's going on they say in the delivery expectations that it should ship before or like december to january so i'm gonna be going after them for a discount if i don't get it uh like next week so we'll see how good it for shows. you keep you guys updated. you've been hanging out with americans long enough at this point I, now I know the system, right? Now I know the system. But no, it's a cool figure. It's a cool figure. So I just wanted, I wanted to share it with you guys because I was all excited. I bar- I got it out of the box and I've barely been able to play with it. That's what she said. So, Are you concerned at all that it feels sticky? And I mean it that 100% does, serious like, because typically kind of. when rubber gets sick, sticky, it's like the oil's leaking out. I, I, I was a little bit, to be honest with you, because I felt the same thing with my So-So Toys Flash uh, that I have or the Scarlet Speedster. Uh, it's like... It's a hard. It's hard to explain though. Like it's yeah. It's got a weird texture to it. So, cool. It's cool though. It's cooler. It's cooler in hand than I even expected it would be. Like I thought it would be a, like a harder uh, like rubber material, but it does. It does not pose uh, worth shit. You thought so, that he'd be harder. I didn't did think it would be uh, just oh, a tad bit harder. Yes. Um, but no, I think it's it's cool. I just I I really want the the Kilmer Batman. It seems weird to me to have Robin and in the display and, and lacking a Batman. It's, it's, yeah, they go together absolutely. for sure. For sure. So yeah, Ben, no my apologies. You have my sincerest regret. Oh, it's, for all, yelling at you. it's all good. Buddy. <laughs> um, in art collectibles, uh, posted a teaser on their Instagram. I left something in your heart. Happy Chinese new year. Greetings from in art with a new figure on the way. My fat ass thought it was a Kit Kat and a taco. Uh, it is. Not. <laughs> I can't unsee that. Um, now, People smarter than I have said this is Sun Wukong from a Chinese Odyssey uh, 1995 film uh, where Stephen Chow's character plays uh, a character named Joker uh, in the movie. And uh, this is what that would look like. And obviously those are much bigger than your average Kit Kat, as they say. And uh, I have not seen the film, but it has piqued my interest. It's actually on Netflix. Uh, and you can uh, you can watch that if you're at least if you're in America, part one and part two. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited about about watching this uh, just to kind of be informed about what's going on with Inart. Um, this is not a photo of the Inart, but this is a photo of what the character is and what some people on One Six Republic think it could be. Um, so I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, but fun facting. Journey to the West, which I believe a Chinese Odyssey is based off, is the inspiration for Dragon Ball. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw this picture, I thought, um, I thought they were nunchucks, and I was like, I might be racist. So I kind of just waited <laughs> to see what everybody else said it was, and then it was, you know, obviously there's like Chinese well, well, characters. Do on you know it. what it is though? No, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> but that's my initial reaction. I was like, oh, I guess they're like nunchucks or something. And I was like, mm, I better just keep that to myself. <laughs> Someone think please... you didn't say it loud on here without knowing what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm admitting my own faults. But, you know, there's Chinese characters on it. That's not a huge, like, step out of, like, the <laughs> of possibility. Um I really need someone to get a Kit Kat and 
take a picture of it on a tortilla and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. i will i will send you cw stickers if you if you uh do that um, yeah uh, I am please, really. A- can you please do that as like a tease for the next sticker? <laughs> and it blurred out. <laughs> that will be the next sticker. That picture. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, yeah, when I saw this, I was so excited. I was like, "Cool, something we don't." You know saw about. Kit Kat. So he was. Like, we're not gonna have to talk about it over and over and over and over and over again. Uh huh. That's what. That's why I was excited about it. I was like, "Cool, funny. no one's gonna want to talk about it." But here we are. <laughs> So you know what like trips me out though is this was not at all on the list of figures that were coming in their first phase. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that a lot of the DC stuff, maybe they're scrapping or rearranging. And I know John had said on Riley's stream that Mara might not be coming. Um, but we're always going to get on them when they're not putting their best foot forward. To just bring this out of the blue without us really knowing what your next few figures are. I love it. It doesn't matter that it's like not necessarily for our market. I, I could care less. I couldn't care less, um, but yeah, just like communicate with us. Like, let us know how this fits into your overall plan because so far we've only seen a handful of figures. This is a very random one for our market, which again, I get they don't have licenses for, but just communicate with us a little bit more, please. Kind of excites me though, because what else could just kind of randomly come out of the pipeline? I mean, it's hard to budget for, but the possibilities are pretty pretty open, so... I'd be okay with 100%. That. Terminator. Let's go. Plus, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to watch the movie. Maybe I'll want a uh, Joker figure. And maybe they won't make it a two-pack for $1,000. Um, who is it? Soso Toys uh, teased uh, a new artist that's working on a Geralt sculpt for them. Uh, and I, I think the portrait looks good. Marco, I know this is something that you were excited to talk about. Um, Definitely I didn't even realize that they had a figure on the way. It's definitely That's Geralt, exciting. by the way. Geralt. I haven't seen the show. I don't <laughs> plan to see the show. Not I felt, I felt compelled. The game. Come on. In fact, in fact I tried to take this off the show sheet today, and I was told that <laughs> we not needed to talk Geralt. about this. I will Geralt. I will uh, this is Gerald from The Witch, The Last of Us. Oh, my God. What is oh it? Dr. Gerald Robotnik? Geralt from The Witcher. And, uh, no, I think Dean said it perfectly in our Wait, group chat. This, where he's how like, do you say it? Geralt. How do you say it? Geralt? Geralt, that, that's yeah, not real. I'm sorry. That's that's go. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not. It's a different <laughs> market, though. It's a. Uh... It's Doctor Giro, not Doctor Garo. Are you kidding me, Dean? You, you oh, listen to these fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but Dean was Dean said it perfectly. He's like, by the time this figure comes out, the show will already be out with a new Witcher. So it's kind of a bizarre one to move forward with. That being said, everyone loves. Um, not everyone, but people really have liked this show. Um, so, yeah, excited to see how the full thing comes out. The sculpt looks terrific. The hair looks good. So, yeah, really excited to see more. But, yeah, odd that we're not getting any more from this guy. So, Geralt is a badass. We need this guy in our collection. I I enjoyed the first season a lot. I didn't get quite through the second season. Uh, DJ also says, Geralt of Rivia. Thank you, good sir. Um, if this comes out from SoSo, I would I would buy this 100%. I think it looks pretty, pretty awesome. Um, even if they change the actor down the line, I still think that this is going to be the one that, that people go for either way. True, because so. it kind of has, it's so close to the game, right? Mm-hmm. His portrayal is so close to the game. You could almost have it as representation of that as well, which I love totally. that game. I probably spent like 
80 hours on it. To be honest, that's one of the things that I liked about his representation of the character as much as I as I did was his voice. He actually did voice coaching for the role so he would sound like the video game interpretation and it it made it. it like it totally sold it on me. So Spot like on. that's why yeah. I was worried that if they changed the actor it's like okay, well then he better at least sound like Geralt or outside like I'm done. I'm done with it. True. So Trevor says of all the wacky Lord of the Rings names, Zach, this is weird. It is. <laughs> it really is. Those those words make phonetic sense in Lord of the Rings. Geralt. Never never seen that before. Never seen a Latin name Joel either while we're I'm going to look up where these books are from, though, and they're from you know a part of the world we don't get enough content from, so that's why. Yeah, we're not top 200 in that country. Um, this is cool. Hot Toys, and again, the show's going to get real, real weird right now. Hot Toys Captain America was released... Uh, I think it's a great looking figure. I think the wingspan, I know we had some some thoughts that it may be too small. It probably is. But I think on display, I think I think it's good enough, right? I always say, like, does it feel right, you know, scale-wise? And, and I, I think it does look pretty good. Um, haven't seen the show. Don't plan to. But I think it's a damn good looking figure. Yeah, terrible show. Um, but God Damn, that's a good looking figure. You are so cutthroat today, Dean. <laughs> what do you terrible? mean? Terrible pissed in your Cheerios, just... okay? Come on. <laughs> that dumbass scammer. It was not that bad. It, it was there's a dumbass blue eyes movie you made us watch, Ben. Oh my God. Two hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> a Canadian is rooting for Captain America. Yeah. yeah like um, it's more like Captain just, Puerto Rico. It's just not a very strong show. It's not like I didn't regret watching it. It's just not great. I've it's never not as good as it could it. have been. It had some really compelling themes that like it. They yeah, upon for sure, a hundred percent. You're right. Um. Yeah, but this figure, oh, god damn, dude, it looks good, dude. It poses well. It articulates well. Um, I think moving forward, I think this might be the cap to get. Um. I think it's a strong figure, dude. I'm really tempted to go get one, but you know we're gonna see him in a new movie. A couple, you know, he's gonna be a huge figure moving forward uh, in the MCU. Not like a figure figure, but like a Jesus Shauna uh, runs in the family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God, we're both going to get canceled. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got to send Shauna to some sensitivity show. No, no, you're heading you're to California next. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick you up from and, the airport, uh, Shauna. So, anyway, moving forward in the MCU, I think uh, Sam Wilson is going to be an important figure in the in the you know, of course lineup. So we're definitely going to see him again, and and to what changes to the suit they're going to make, you know, that remains to be seen. But, yeah, I think this is a pretty good representation. I don't think you regret having it. I don't think it got much cooler. I'll put it that way. I like Big Dog Pound's uh, comment is that he could stand in for A-Train from the boys. I could see it a little bit. I thought this show was one of the better Marvel shows uh, so far, to be honest. I, I was into it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it made me... I, it made me like Bucky for kind of his character um, arc that he's had. He's kind of gone, for, like, he's had a very cathartic uh, character arc. I thought it was kind of cool. People say they nerfed him a little bit, which is fair. But the two guys together, I thought, made a badass team. Uh, I'm excited to see some representation for Captain America. Uh, I really hope that we get to see this version of Captain America leading uh, some squads uh, kind of going forward of the Avengers. Just like, um, you know... Uh, 
Captain Rogers, right? Like I like I w- I would like to see that for this actor and for this for this character. There's some great comics surrounding this character as well. So I think that they they've got a lot of meat on the bone if they if they take it that direction. And I think you know, yeah, the show had some some downfalls, but uh, the lead up to him kind of getting this wingsuit and everything was pretty awesome. What I would say is I'd be curious to see what other representations of this outfit we're going to see over time. I mean, with Cap, we saw uh, you know, how many different versions of about the same suit, right? They kept changing the colors up a little bit, but yeah. uh, is this just the first of, of many or was it too expensive to produce and we may not see quite as many representations of the character? It's hard to know. Uh, the head sculpt on this uh, looks amazing uh it, like i know it's it's partially covered up with the glasses and stuff but it looks like anthony mackie to a t in my opinion so uh for the folks that are getting it i'm stoked for you guys also with like you were saying the articulation and the wings i know um marco i think you had said that the the wings on the gold suited wonder woman are definitely not as articulated as this this could actually fit in a much smaller space it looks like mm. based on how you could position it if you needed to for me this figure doesn't necessarily fit my collection so i won't bring them in but um yeah i think it's really really cool and some of the photos i've seen have been absolutely badass so if you get this in hand make sure you share those make sure you share those photos for sure awesome yeah on the head sculpt it came out really close to the prototype right like some degradation and maybe the hair and a few other areas but pretty damn close to one of their better prototypes since i've been collecting that got me hyped um to the point of the show it definitely was very uneven like there were some really great episodes and some just like mediocre to bad episodes especially the last one for me i didn't like the suit on screen i didn't like his final speech it like just didn't really connect with me but i like him as cap and i like how this looks as a figure like i think that it came out so beautifully you know i'm a bargain bin bro i like to wait but this is one that i want immediately i've got a pre-order locked in with alter ego you know no shipping no sales tax and i'm thinking he's gonna drop you know it's marvel he's gonna drop low but like i think i just want to get him now like i think it's one of those where it's just like might as well bite the bullet i want him in the collection you know i've got a little more display space now so yeah i I can't say enough nice things about this figure because i think it's beautiful how would you pose it do you think you know that's a good question i've seen a lot of displays with him kind of foot up with the wings out so Mm. not even flying but just kind of standing with the wings another great engineering feat that he can stand and have the wings you know spread out so maybe like that but we'll see you know zach's supposed to look at some uh 3d printed options for rock bases for me so we shall see i did look i didn't see anything i loved but we will keep an eye out and you Uh, know on the point of alter ego really quick this is kind of like a Back in the day, they used to offer this. If you had a pre-order locked in, they will still honor it. So, you know, kudos to them. And they've kind of said that publicly. Obviously, now they don't really give out the uh, no no sales tax, no shipping. So if I canceled, I would lose that, you know, godfather or grandfather deal. So there we go. Now, this figure, I, I'm torn on. It's the Batman EX suit. It, I honestly like this so much more than when we first saw it and and nothing really changed i i guess just the design has grown on me a bit um but it it's it's hidden for me it's it's expensive it's definitely an expensive figure but something about it I, I feel like it just looks like a more tactical version of what we saw in bvs and i mean it just looks like it would have a tremendous amount of shelf presence um i believe ben you'd probably know this, this is probably this is from the arkham games correct yeah arkham knight yeah, this looks fucking awesome. 
Uh, but yeah, this one was released also. And, you know, this is all going back to that photo they showed us a few weeks ago of the coming soon, which uh, by this point, they've they've knocked out quite a bit of that. Uh, Dean, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I think, like you said, it's kind of like an upgraded version of the armored Batman from BVS. Um, and it can actually fucking articulate, which is a huge plus. Uh, I love my armored Batman. I'd, I'd be really hard pressed to get rid of it, honestly. And it's such a bummer that it like does little to nothing. So this is cool to see. Um, I wouldn't get this personally, but it's, it is cool. So I think uh, a couple of quick thoughts. Um, I had the Batman Beyond figure from the Arkham games, and I thought it was an amazing figure in hand. What I didn't realize was that the video game series figures uh, are scaled a little bit larger uh, than really? I okay. than I even anticipated. So because it's based on a, in a game, so when I stood them up to especially like older figures like my DX12, uh, the Batman Beyond was like a full head and shoulders taller. Like it made like Bale's Batman look puny. Now, obviously, you know, they're scaling those figures up a little bit better, but I would still anticipate, especially with the armor on this guy, that this is going to be huge in the collection. I haven't looked at the actual specs on the height, um, but if it's anything like that Batman Beyond, it will be massive. One thing that I wish Hot Toys would consider, and maybe we'll get our wish, or maybe I'll get my wish, is more villains in this lineup. So we've had a, a Joker from the Arkham series in the past, which was which was really well done. But Mr. Freeze was one of the best villains in that series of games. And I mean, like with the ice um, base that you get with this guy and everything, it would be really, really cool to have a six scale uh, Mr. Freeze in the collection. So crossed fingers um that they you know watch this show and will take the recommendation uh or just the outcry from the community because we've had a lot of really great batman figures we had the batgirl figure uh and then of course we had that joker but we need more villains it's the way she always goes right um in terms of this figure it won't come to my collection just because of the scaling next to some of my more movie realistic figures you would want to likely have kind of a a collection of this game kind of on its own on its own terms or its own shelf at least um but for the detail in the figures and if you're a huge batman lover especially of those games uh, like i am it's hard for me to pass on this one because they were uh they were my some of my favorite games literally of all time i've been disappointed with gotham knights it feels like a gutted version hmm. of the arkham games um, that's a but hear. that's a different subject but yeah no, Ben, I'm with you. Like these, these games are incredible. This is not one that I ever played. Actually, like this, is, I missed it somehow in the transition. They haven't remastered it yet, so I don't really have that emotional connection to the suit. You know, beyond it just looking really cool. I will say, like almost everything about it works for me, minus the lower body. Like obviously, it has to be this thick, but it kind of just looks like he's wearing like big puffy pants. Um, so not super thrilled by that. But really, that's a, I would say kind of overall a nitpick for a figure that. You know, they didn't necessarily have to give us, but it's cool that they're doing something different. Again, a video game line, which, you know, I'm begging them all the time, like, give us more video game figures. So um, not many complaints on this one. It's going to be really tough for me not to try to pull the trigger. Obviously, I've got to be more selective moving forward. Um, but, you know, if, if it goes to the right price, I could really be tempted. But I think I'm just going to have to be good pass because, again, I don't have that emotional connection to it. Sometimes you do have to pass on a figure, even though it looks cool. And I think for me, this is probably going to be a pass at the moment. Especially um, one this big too, right? Like it's going to take up a lot of real estate. Yeah. So you better 
better not regret that purchase. God, it does look so cool, though. I just don't. The one thing, I just was looking through the photos right now, that weird slideshow projector he has on the arm. That's a weird thing. Um, Mars Toys uh, put up a, a new Joker for pre-order. Uh, this one is 169 releasing Q3 2023. Um, I, I like this a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of the, uh, of the Keaton Batman films, but, uh, I, I do like, I do like kind of, uh, what this is, has going on for it. I think the price is good. It's, you know, a fairly quick release. You know, you're getting this, uh, six months tops down the line and, uh, all things considered, you know, a fairly iconic look for the character, uh, three portraits, uh, some different accessories, plenty of hands. Uh, I, I, I don't have really a lot to complain about this in Mars toys, uh, I think that they have done some really neat stuff in the past. I think the quality, uh, the quality per price, as it were, I think is 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 pretty decent. So, yeah, this is this is neat. Uh, we also have a Mars Toys Riddler. We'll talk about here in a second. But uh, what do you guys think about this? Anyone anyone thinking of uh, pre-order? Um, I'm not thinking of pre-ordering, but the, this is the same coming out that the other Joker, right? The one Manny got. Uh believe so it's the same joker just like regular look yeah and these um, guys and they're doing the um the more retro batman and joker as well yeah. so uh and as far as i know manny was really happy with that figure so i think if if you're really inclined to pick up some of these characters from these older movies i think mars toys is a good avenue to do that um without breaking the bank because the prices they're coming in is pretty reasonable too um say what you will about you know recasting or whatever the fuck it is this week on who did what head sculpt where so uh that's a consider but yeah i think uh i think they're solid releases i don't really like those movies and you know i have my controversial take on batman so <laughs> yeah take that with uh, a grain of salt sorry dean did you say that you think this is a recast or um yeah i think um because i don't know if i've seen this one specifically allegedly yeah yeah okay well yeah i don't know that this is a recast from what i've seen not this specific one but like the what um the, like the original Joker that Mars the Toy original came out Mars with, that, Toys that, that was, and this is probably just a retooled version of that so that's fair yeah I think this is a really sweet looking figure that picture on the right is insane like that is Jack Nicholson to an absolute T um, if you go back one picture Zach one of the things that I thought was really cool with this inclusion was that little that little mask that he gives his girlfriend after he messes her up that always freaked me out as a kid and so I think the fact that they give that to you I think is is a cool inclusion. Um, for the price point, I think these are, are fantastic, uh, for what you can get, especially to complement your, your Keaton verse, uh, Batman collection. I will say, um, that, uh, I've heard, uh, Lael mentioned this, um, figure or the other Mars toys version. Cause he got that one, uh, recently and said that the ankles were a little bit loose. Obviously it's not my collection, so I can't verify it, but that may just be something that you want to take note of if you end up getting this in your collection, just in case the bodies are a little weak, but what's a stand? It's not the end of the world. Uh, especially if you get uh, a great representation of this. 
particular Joker. And this was a crazy scene, by the way. And the fact that you get three head sculpts with this for the price, yeah. I think, is also uh, great value. So, yeah, I was as soon as I saw the pictures post on this, I was like, yep, pre-ordering that for sure. 100%. Wow. I just need I just need a Keaton versus Batman now because I don't have I don't have a Batman or Batman Returns. And I know John's not here, so I don't want to talk about reissues too much without the guy, because I can feel his blood boiling when he watches this on reissues, but or on round replay. But uh, I definitely hope that they they give us a new Keaton Batman soon. Would you get a Flash version if they don't give us, you know, kind of a reissue of the '89? I don't know. It's a good question okay. um, because I really like the yellow belt with the Keaton Batman, mm-hmm. and since the Flash version is taking that away a little bit um, and re-upping it's not the as suit. Iconic. Unless the movie really speaks to me, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't be as iconic. Um, I'd feel like I'd want to kit bash it and try and change it. Uh, in which case, I'd rather just wait for a, another generation. And, they, and Hot Toys did tease this not that long ago, uh, or that Batman, I should say. So two skews of it too. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's coming, Ben. I Cross think you'll get your wish. Um, not a whole lot to say about this. Like for a third party figure, I think it does look really nice, and the price point seems good. This is definitely not for me because. This isn't necessarily my Batman. It's just a little bit ahead of my time. Um, I will say this hat looks goofy as fuck on the right. Like that definitely needs some work, but it has so many other display options that you could just leave that in the box and not really be worried by it overall. So really interested to see what Mars Toys uh, continues to pump out. Maybe, um, yeah, tackling some more villains. So I know we're going to talk about another one here in just a second. Yeah, if you have loose ankles on a figure like this, just pop the ball joints out, put a little clear nail polish let it dry for an hour and then just pop it back in. And it's usually good enough, you know, as far as any sort of reasonable articulation. Um, we also got two photos here from the Mars toys Riddler. Um, I think it's too early for me from these two photos to really make a determination, but mm-hmm. the body on the body on these, the body that I'm seeing from, from these two photos looks pretty poor. I, I don't know. There's something about it. What makes it you that... say the body looks poor? Yeah, it that's just, an interesting take. Like, just look at the way the elbows are on the left photo. Mm-hmm. They just look weird. Um, just the suit looks I goofy just think on the it right. Like, fudged properly. Yeah, but again, like we always say, it's all, always about controlling the message, right? Yep. And especially as competitive as these third-party companies are getting with each other. I, I don't know that I would have led You're with these wrong. two photos. The, these... Yeah. I mean, the portraits look fantastic. It, the outfits just look bad. Like, I would stop short of fan. Minus I, I, the hat. Minus the hat. Yeah, the hat are. on the right looks fantastic. I don't. I don't think the portraits necessarily look fantastic, in my opinion. Like, I think it really. It, I could see Jim Carrey, but it doesn't look spot on. For me to like take the plunge on a third party figure, it has to be that damn good. And I feel like it's like okay enough where maybe I'll add it if I see more from it. Um, but it's almost to the point where like, oh, maybe I'll see if Hot Toys ever, you know, obviously they've done two from the line. Maybe they'll, they'll get brave and do another one if those were popular enough. So I don't necessarily think it looks great, but if I see more, I could be compelled. So we, uh, we'll see. What do you, th- what do you think, Ben? I like that this is filling a slot that Hot Toys might not fill, right? We just got the Batman Forever Batman and the Robin behind me. Uh, I think it's cool that we might be able to add a Jim Carrey uh, as well as even, a, I think, a Two-Face was image has been kind of floated around out there. Um, I think it would be cool to have the full setup. Is this a perfect 
uh, representation of Jim Carrey? I would say no, but Shauna's not a huge movie buff. Uh, I don't know if she's ever even seen this film, and she was able to pick out that it's Jim Carrey. So that mm-hmm. that tells me that it's at least like a 7 out of 10, uh, if right, not a little go. bit higher. There I think the, the picture on the right with him biting his tongue is a unique choice. I don't remember him actually making that face in that movie, and I've seen that movie a hundred times, like it, it, uh, quite a lot. Uh, so it, that's an interesting one, but again, it's something a little bit different, which I am cool with. I'd be curious to see some of the accessories that he might come with, like if he comes with his his Riddler cane and some of that. Uh, I think this come with the cane. That's yeah, right. Central piece. I, I think this could be. I think mm-hmm. this could be a cool piece. So I'm I'm excited. What about the to brain see. drain um, unit? That would be incredible. Too. It would be cool, right? Like if he could at least hold it or something. Um, I never really liked the final movie suit where he's wearing like the white outfit. I always I always liked this green uh, outfit. Mm. The this best, is the right? iconic one. Right? Definitely. Definitely. So, no, I think it's cool looking. Um, and is it, it, it would be something that I'd wait to see uh, how it sells and kind of what the uh, what the production uh, looks like. But Mars Toys has been doing a great job. So, honestly, give them props yeah. for that. Blackbird Tech spell, uh, pointing out that coming is not spelled correctly. There should be a U in there. So, there we go. Um, anyways. <laughs> this is calming. I think... For better or for worse, though, I think having two expressive sculpts on an expressive character, I think, is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I th- I think even though, like Ben said, the tongue pose is weird, it it doesn't hit that uncanny val- valley for oh, me it's... that I think Hot Toys sometimes hits with their expressive portraits. Uh, I I think you know I think they look good. Um, also, like half of the face is blacked out, though. We got to see it in some better light to. <laughs> yeah, I give to you that. determine it. Say. I yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on the photo on the left, but the photo on the right looks a little better to me. Hmm. It's um, also the one that's blacked out more, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but yeah, I don't hate them. Now, Jazz Inc. Dioramas. I want to say it's on Friday. They're dropping the pre-order for the '89 Batmobile, and I'm not quite sure what all you know we'll actually see in that solicitation. Uh, someone asked uh, Yost on on the post today. He hadn't posted they sent out an email blurb uh, whether or not there would be photos of the cockpit tomorrow. And I think Yo said that they were still prototyping the cockpit and all the details. So we may or may not see that, uh, which will be interesting. Uh, this is one six scale. And uh, you can see here, these are some of the details on that pre-order. Uh, the release date is targeted for Q1 2024. There's only going to be one version of the vehicle. The price will be $1,499 and you'll be able to pay it with uh, payment plans up to 12 months. The deposit will be a minimum of um, $100 uh, with $112.42 monthly charges. Uh, some of the features uh, correctly scaled and sized 1.6 scale 1989 Batmobile. This is officially licensed by Warner Brothers and DC Comics. Light up features on the interior and exterior, smoke and engine sound effects, remote control for light, smoke and sound effects. The grappling hook, two Browning machine guns, and bat discs. This is a signed and numbered limited edition signature plate with an opening cockpit. A detailed cockpit interior, rubber tires that also rotate, uh, connected front steering wheels. And uh, this is fully assembled, painted, and weathered. Um, Pricing-wise for shipping, they do estimate to U.S., uh, you would be looking at 263 approximately, 280 to Canada, 230 to Europe, including VAT, 400 to Asia, 530 to Australia, New Zealand, and 590 to South America. Some people have said that uh, in Asia, they were able to get the DeLorean for 
just the price of shipping on this. So, um, you know, they, they, it is, it is expensive and these are expected costs. Uh, I don't know if they factor in potential increases that may or may not happen, but, um, it is an expensive vehicle and, uh, you know, I hope that tomorrow they do have actual photos of what they're intending. I, I, I really hate, uh, for people to make a blind pre-order and be disappointed though. You know, I think Yost and the team will do as much research as possible to make it accurate. Uh, and this is a project that they have been asking for, uh, in his group for a long time. And, you know, I, I'm happy for those that, that want it. I'm glad that those that, uh, you know, had some issues with the hot toys are able to get something a little bit more accurate, but, uh, yeah, this is really neat. Badfish says, uh, signed by who? This would be signed by Yost and his father, Hans, for the nameplate. But, yeah. What are we, uh, anyone here tempted by this? Um, we'll obviously have more details on this next week, but I definitely now, this is all we got. Definitely not tempted by it, but I'll tell you this. I love this fucking Batmobile so much, dude. Like, it might be the as best much as Batmobile, I don't honestly. like Batman, yeah. this fucking Batmobile is so fucking cool and iconic. Like, you just love to see it. Like, whether you see it in a picture, sometimes on the road, you know, people make this car and like take it to like conventions and stuff, or you see it on a trailer or something. Wherever you see it, it puts a smile on your face. Like, it is so recognizable and cool and just fun and it looks like a dick too so a little a little penisy with some you know when you a little phallic all the stuff uh, is phallic 12 inch moose stream is getting it cram <laughs> says why would i want something signed by the guy and his dad i think it's because they're the ones that are, are creating a portion of it i don't know i don't know how much of the final product is is uh done by jazz inc perhaps we can get some clarification from them but yeah, that's uh, that's what they're doing now with the signed and numbered plates. They they signed them, and I think they've been doing that for the last few releases. So it's a uh, part of the uh, Jazz Inc. dioramas experience, I suppose. Uh, ben, Marco, are you guys uh, tempted by this? I will just say, like the shipping costs, it's just like a non-starter for me. Obviously, statue folks like they'll say that that's nothing. You're paying for a fifteen hundred dollar piece. Like the shipping is negligible. I think that's, that's kind of how the the rationale I've heard. For me, that's just a tough nut to swallow. I'm going to trademark that. Um, no, but <laughs> it's a, yeah, it, it's just, I could be interested in Jazz Inc. in the future if they ever were, you know, with Sideshow. If I had issues, I'd know that I could go to Sideshow to get replacement parts. There's too many, you know, variables for me right now to ever really consider paying that much for this company, although, you know, people do love their products. So I'm interested to see how this one turns out, but definitely, definitely not for me. What do you think, Ben? So, I, of course, am tempted by it because it's such an iconic vehicle. Um, one of the worries that I would have, and maybe the worry is not the right word, but are we going to see Hot Toys announce their own again, or even a reissue of their previous iteration at a lower cost? Will that undercut the sales of this version from Jazz Inc. enough that he decides to throw his hands up and not make it ultimately? Like, I know he's put a lot of work and time and R&D in already, so I would hope not. I think, you know, he advertises this one as the most accurate version that's out there. I know that the original Hot Toys one hasn't necessarily aged uh, as well as some collectors would have wanted it to, but I've seen that one in person, and that Hot Toys version was still, in my opinion, amazing. So if Hot Toys comes in and does do a reissue or an updated version, which I would hope they would do, you know, fix some of the things that, that collectors didn't love about it, 
it would still probably come in at a lower cost. So for me, this is absolutely a wait and see. Uh, I'm going to have my very first six scale vehicle in my collection with the DeLorean coming soon. Um, I don't necessarily want to start collecting vehicles because that is a bit of a, a slippery slope. To me, the DeLorean is its own character in the movie. You could almost argue that with this vehicle, with Batman 2. Um, but I don't feel like it's a need unless I was able to get a much better sale on it. And for us here in Canada, for me to get that all the way from, from uh, Yost, uh, like, I just don't think... Uh, I just don't think I could justify it. I would rather take my chances and get a, a Hot Toys one down the line, especially if the cost is better. So it looks beautiful. Stoked for the folks that are getting it. I don't think for me the nameplate signing, like the chat is saying, is much of a selling feature. Like, it's nice, but I, like, I don't know if I would necessarily even display their signatures. So uh, that doesn't feel like it's like, like a, a piece of art, though. Like, if you have artwork and it's signed by the sure. artists themselves. Th yeah, that's, and that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look. I guess it just doesn't necessarily excite me. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. like a selling feature of it. That just feels like it should just come with that and, and call it a day. Yeah, but, I don't, I don't yeah. think you're paying, like, a huge amount extra for that. Sure I think no. it's just... It's part know, of the package. Part, part of, of the package. Yeah. Um, but they've done an amazing job, and it does look really well. I'd be worried Shauna would break it. She'd try and drive it down the street or, or press, press the, the button in the front, yeah, uh, you know, and knock the windows I out. It just you know, you can't have nice things in this house. So there you go. Um, yeah, so we'll have more information on this on uh, hopefully next episode. And uh, yeah, Ninja Scroll says there may have been some QC on the '66 Batmobile, so you know, something to. Uh, take note of dante says what's the quality comparison of on jazz inc versus hot toys um i haven't owned uh a jazz inc vehicle so i can't necessarily speak on that but um i'm sure there's channels out there that compare different vehicles but i've seen uh some of the hot toys vehicles in person the tumbler which uh for what it's worth did have a lot of qc issues with the the little winglets on the back the pistons would snap off uh but overall it's it a nice vehicle one thing that concerns me though ben uh you mentioned hot toys i think they're one and one for uh both just straight reissuing a vehicle mm -hmm. in the tumbler and then with the delorean actually changing it and, and updating it so um mm -hmm. you know it, it could the ball could go either way right it could they could, could do a straight reissue of this vehicle uh they they could um tweak it you at know, least a bit. tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. i would say though as far as like Jazz Inc. putting something up for pre-order and then not making it, I've never seen them do that. As far as I can recollect, they've they've made everything that they've solicited formally, like like they're doing here. Didn't that almost um, happen with the Batman uh, car though? I thought that he would. I think like... at that point they hadn't taken any money though yet. I think the distinction oh, that I'm making is once they've okay. once they've started taking orders, they've gone through. That's fair. You know, regardless if they've lost money on the project or not. That's fair. Um, I would say that so, the Jazz Inc. one is probably good quality, mostly at this point because it's also now a licensed product. Like they're not—they're no longer a third yeah, party. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, just trying to make a Batmobile. Like now they're a licensed product, so I would expect pretty high quality, especially at that price point. And I would assume that Hot Toys would, you know, not do a straight reissue because they have competition in the market. That they at least try to step their game up a little bit, give us a few more bells and whist whistles, and may maybe make it less of a just a plastic chunk, but. Yeah, especially if they're going to do another Batman, but we shall see. Yeah, Batfish is saying, I think the signature may just be for the first people who pre-order. I'm not sure this is just what's straight in the description of the listing, so I, I don't think that there's any time limit on the 
uh, signed and numbered edition. But we'll we'll talk about this next Tuesday if if we feel it's worth continuing the discussion on. Uh, Hot Toys Collectibles put up a post. This is the year's the hundredth anniversary of Warner Brothers. Hot Toys is revisiting characters from the Dark Knight trilogy with multiple uh, features upgraded to improve accuracy, and they're starting with the hulking Bane and one six scale. Um, this one is coming in at 309, releasing January to June 2024. And this figure really forms the basis of our main discussion for today. So we're going to be talking about this figure and talking uh, in relation to this figure for pretty much the rest of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but I think it looks it looks pretty good. I think the portrait looks good. I think Hot Toys is continuing to be the, the leader in the eye rolling system at the moment. Uh, and I think, I think it's nice that they gave you the winter coat. They gave you sort of the, the shorter coat that he wears in the film. Um, I, I would say my biggest issue with this figure, which, you know, I think is the issue that I have with any figure like this. I, I just don't like, um, seamless arms. Um, I, I know it wouldn't be as clean, but you know, a simple, uh, you know, Thor-like joint swap at the shoulders, I think would have been nice for those that want to pose in that iconic um, sort of vest gripping pose. Uh, but there are plenty of iconic Bane poses that you can do sort of like this arms um, outstretched pose that, you know, I think, I think you can still get your money's worth with this figure. Um, Price-wise, I think it's so-so, uh, no pun intended, but... Oh, wait, this does... No, it doesn't, just kidding. I was like, it does have the swap-out arms, but... Yeah, this is um, this is interesting. They are advertising it as an inner metal skeleton with enhanced articulation range. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen Hot Toys advertised like that, though I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think this can, is interesting. Yeah, can you speculate on what that may mean, though, compared to like the Wonder Woman they just put out that has a seamless body? Yeah, so let me see if I can find this picture here. I'd be curious um, if they I'll, advertised that for the Hellboy as well, because it was a similar like figure construction from mm-hmm. my recollection. Yeah, Ben, go ahead and start pulling that up for me, if you don't mind. Um, I will look, because there was a photo recently where someone had an Ahsoka that the arm burst open, and I don't think there was a meadow, me, metal metal endoskeleton inside of it, oh, though. Oh, got it. Okay. I could be wrong. Um, but basically, like Fison, there's like a, like a metal structure on the inside that essentially is like the skeleton of the figure. Um, and you know, all the joints are basically, you know, like steel or a I don't know, some sort of metal, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, this, this is interesting. I, for some reason, I, I don't think that they've ever advertised that metal skeleton. That's typically like a Fison TB league kind of deal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it looks good. There's some issues with the proportions that we'll definitely talk about, but, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what, what Ben's able to find. And if I'm able to find this picture of, uh, of uh, this this arms that tore. Yeah, so it's saying just in the description. So it didn't mention that. So I thought I thought it might. So it just says for the Hellboy, newly developed muscular red skin body with over twenty points of articulation, featuring detailed skin textures, tendons, seamless elbow joints, built-in joints, and neck and tail. But doesn't mention a muscular uh, like the body inside. I thought it yeah. was. I thought it was. Someone but, tear the arms real quick and let me know. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> So Bane, have, Bane, Ben, have you been any more tempted? Wow. I know you already have your custom Bane, but seeing more and more of this, are you getting tempted at all? I feel like I need your help and the chat's help on my decision-making process here. So I 
customized my DX12 with the Armory head sculpt, a new Jackson Chu, uh, Jackson Chu cape, and I've loved that figure ever since. So I was not tempted to upgrade to the DX19. Even though I've got the two-pack Joker coming from Inner, and that Joker is going to be slightly more in line with scale uh, with the DX19, I was able to kind of feel my way around that. I was like, it's fine, I can pose them kind of close, not necessarily beside each other, and feel like I can get away with it. I've got the Bane 1.0 version, and I've heard the community kind of given that figure uh, shit this week, which I'm surprised about, because in hand, actually, it's still one of my favorite figures that I have in my collection. I've always thought it looked like Tom Hardy. Um, I've always had it with, like, his overcoat on, um, and so you don't see the joints or really the musculature necessarily underneath anyways. Uh, I know our buddy Joao Breda said that he took his jacket off and it had actually stained uh, his arms on his 1.0 version. Um, I haven't had that experience. I took it off the other day just to, to, to check and it, and it was fine. This Bane is obviously significantly larger uh, than even my 1.0 version. He'll be way bigger than my DX12. Uh, and he'll obviously be in a little bit more in line with the Jokers I've got coming. The Dark Knight films are my favorite films of all time. So if I were going to have a grouping of characters in my collection that I like invested real money into, it should be this line. But I've also been really happy with the DX12 and the Bane 1.0 version that I have. So do I gut the collection, resell the ones that I've got at a loss, and pay more to get a DX19 in hand plus this Bane? Or do I just stick with what I've got and put that money into all of the other cool shit that is coming uh, out there? My FOMO side of me doesn't want to miss out. I think this looks amazing. It's clearly an improvement over the 1.0. But, like, justifying taking the loss and spending all that money again, I don't know if it makes, I don't know if it makes sense for me. What do you guys think? Yeah. So it's so a big no on taking the loss. Yeah, I, I hate that option. I would say the only way that you could justify it, if you wanted to pose this guy without the coat and then have the other version posed in the very classics. So if you could justify two Banes in your collection, that's the only way that I could see you know you adding it. The only reason I bring that up is because I really want to display him with the coat, but because the body is so beautiful, I, I think the coat will stay in the box. So at that point, am I getting another third-party figure to... Um, you know, maybe display the coat with. I'm kind of going through those options here. Or, you know, I never get two of a, of a figure, but is this one that I would consider getting two of? Just like you, Ben, obviously the Dark Knight trilogy, my favorite, you know, trilogy. And although I don't love the Dark Knight Rises as much, I think Bane is like probably the second strongest villain out of the trilogy. So, and Tom Hardy's, you know, incredible. I know Dean's going to say, uh, he's a, he's a dud in this, but, um, yeah, I just, uh, really like everything about the figure. Um, and don't want to push you into any FOMO because I know it's so easy to do here, but I would say that's the, that's the soul searching that I'm doing myself and I'm sure you're doing uh, as well on if we can justify two different looks for this figure. Well, Dean, what well, do you think? Well, and sorry, oh, go, go ahead, ben. Be sorry before you go, Dean, I, I think, the challenging part is not necessarily even justifying having two Banes, but is it then do I buy a DX-19 or hope for an in-art Batman to come out so that they're all scaled with each other? Because yeah. I put this Bane next to my DX-12 and it's going to look ridiculous. Like, it just won't be the right scale together anymore. Uh, and, you know, maybe in my mind's eye I can kind of pass it off as Bane is just a big dude. Um, 
but I'd be worried it would look weird. And then I've, I've been able to talk myself out of the DX19. The only fold in that I might have is if is if Inart comes out with their own Bale, Batman, maybe a two-pack, something along those lines that, that gives me more... Uh, and give me, gives me more of a reason, I should say, to, to justify moving the Batman on. Um, I don't think I would have two Banes in my collection. I just, mm-hmm. I, I just, don't, I just don't think it would make sense. I try to stick to one one figure uh, for every representation I have. And as I said, I've had this guy in my collection. I've always been happy with it. The fear of missing out is hard. Uh, I think it was Cram that said in the in the chat, or maybe I got that wrong, but that you know people will always shit on the the previous version, even if the newer version is not that much better. And like that's true. Um, but this guy is definitely better. I just don't know if it it justifies me getting the collection and re- hitting the reset button. Yeah, and I don't think you have to worry about Batman at all, right? We know Inart's going to do it. We don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to be a two pack, but if you're really inclined, you can go really premium if there's room in the in the budget. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure at that time, people are going to be you know selling off that DX19 to to buy the Inart version. So I think you'll be able to get a Batman no problem. I will say PT Works says. Uh, agreed with Marco, his Bane is going to beat up my DX12 uh, and DX19 posed with my Batpod and Tumblr. I think you nice. could have Bane lifting That's a cool. DX12 if you really wanted to. That's a good Again, idea. Again, I'm not trying to pressure you, but I think there are Damn ways it. to you know, justify in your head here, Ben. So. You guys are all dangerous folks. <laughs> trying to be a good friend. I want to hear uh, Dean's take in yeah. his Bane voice, by He's the way. He's going to humble us all right now. <laughs> Buying this figure would be painful. For me, um, yeah, I. It's definitely an improvement on the original one. Let me get that out in the open. It's much better. I think proportions look much closer to the film than the original figure. Did they fix the height at all? Does anybody know? I don't think they I don't have a photo Can here. You go but to the side probably... by side with the arms, Zach. Uh, I don't know if they're like lined up, but it. Uh, you were I don't there. know if I have the photo there, right there, right there. Go back one more. Uh, right there. Oh yeah, it's probably a little it taller. Seems like he's yeah. a little bit taller there. Okay, because I saw one with the the Batman next to the original one, and it, like Batman was like taller than him, and I was like, that seems silly. <laughs> Bale, Bale is way taller than Tom Hardy, though. It's important to yeah, character height, actor height versus character they, height. They, I know it's the camera tricks. They yeah, so it just seems kind of silly that Batman would get whooped by this tiny guy, um, tiny and like a height says fucking Tom Hardy was jacked. But anyway, um, so I think it's an improvement, and I think that it's good to see. I think Hatos deserves the credit where credit is due. You know, they did the detail on the, the neck. It's seamless, which a lot of people were concerned about. Not really anything you could do with the wrist, unless you gave us those weird articulated hands that just, like, the fingers always look all fucked up. Um, so I don't, I don't mind the wrist articulation. I would have liked to have seen leather, like, actual leather on the jacket instead of totally. another pleather. Um, but I think like this is the Bane to get currently. I know there's some third party ones out there and you can make a pretty decent Bane, you know, kit bashing if you really needed to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 
a hundred years of of whatever the fuck and we're getting figures we've already gotten before like am i a little kind of underwhelmed yes what would Um, you like to see it to match the festivity uh, uh, was it warner brothers yeah like what would i mean i'd have to go through their catalog and see what they have but it's like does it really I mean, have to be the at, Dark Knight again? Like, yeah. just I mean, it's also what what license feels... Hot Toys have from you know from to select from. And sure, I think they've certainly been going back and revisiting this film. So, yeah, yeah Nurse Joker getting, probably. It, you know, yeah. I don't. I don't think Hot Toys would ever have. I don't think it would be smart for them to make a, a purple coat Joker at this point. I think. Yeah, I think I, I think a, a, a Nurse Joker would have been smart. Because yeah, they've already 100%. done two on everyone else, right? Yeah, they've so, had uh, Batman. They have uh, Two Face. They did Scarecrow, Two Face, Catwoman. Yeah, it's like okay. Like, does Bane make sense? Sure. Is it kind of boring? I think so. But again, I don't really like these movies. So, like, if you're excited for it, that's really cool, and I'm glad for you. Um, I. Oh, I've we will wish- talk about the two Jack, my friend. You don't, don't you worry. Yeah, the, I see that as well. So I'm, I'm excited to get into that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm so sick of this fucking movie. And then it's like, well, in art's doing this, and what if they do that? It's like, oh my god, I'm never gonna get away from this fucking movie. But I'm here for the listener, not for me. So we're going to talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's roll Let's the Let's get roll into the show. it. Let's and I will just say the 100 it. years pointing it. out Warner Brothers as a license that they're, you know, going deep down. It to me it feels almost like a shot at in art and maybe that's just I don't know. I'm projecting there but because You're projecting that's there. those are their main license, right? Those are the main license that they have. It's different markets, though. Well, okay, but you know, they're they're importing over here, so it's competition. Anyways, let's move on. So these are the K1 Master side side by sides movie and Hot Toys comparisons. Um, the movie in seven twenty p. What the fuck was that? Well, you're not fucking <laughs> ripping straight from the Blu-ray, my guy. Um, you asked I, I me. think I think Hot Toys. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of extra weathering on this jacket here on the right, or the um, the vest rather. It almost looks like it's the wrong color, but I think overall, I think they've done a good job. Actually, the more I look at it, this jacket fits pretty poorly. Uh, on the hot toys compared to the actual, <laughs> I take everything I nice. It with I that jacket, though. Now, now my biggest complaint is I, I genuinely think this figure is way too bulky, and I know for years collectors have been doing like the Fison, like you know where you buy the head and the the outfit, and then you just get like the most jacked Fison body that that uh, you can find, and that's your bane. And I think I think we have that ingrained in our minds. But in reality, like, I mean, he was a monster, don't get me wrong, but the Hot Toys is, like, in my opinion, like, next level jacked, and it, it kind of brings me to our main talking point tonight, with which is, and, and this is a very, like, it's not a very concrete discussion, like, normally we have things that we can prove tangibly with our discussions, this is more like your opinion, how you feel about things, so... Our main top topic of tonight is the Mandela effect. So the Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event, or in this case an image, occurred when it did not. The term was first originated in 2009 by Fiona Broom after she discovered that she, along with a number of others, believed that Nelson Mandela had died in the 1980s. 
when he actually died in 2013. Now, I do have your hot seats for tonight. So, Dean at the Dream Martin, I'm going to show each of you two images, and you tell me which is the correct image and which is an incorrect image. Right. Dean, which of these images is correct oh. of Mr. Monopoly? I mean, I, te I already know this one. It's the one on the left. It's the Monopoly guy without the monocle. But All right. everyone remembers him with the monocle. It's okay. even a fucking joke in Ace Ventura. All right, Wait, Dean gets the... yeah. We don't need a we don't need a full life story, but Dean gets one point. <laughs> I liked it for uh, for for this one. It's Marco the Monopoly or... guy. Marco or Ben, <laughs> would you like to go next? I'll go I next. will. Uh, I will kick. I'll defer. Go ahead. Okay, Ben. ben. Looney Tunes spelled T O O N S or T U N E S. Uh, uh, T O O N S. That is incorrect. It is T U N E S. Oh, That's a tough Marco, one. Marco, Pikachu one. with the black spot on his tail or Pikachu without? Oh, this is the same picture. Um, wow, shit. Uh, I have to say on the right. It has to be on the right. That is correct. So the Mandela effect, again, the way that you remember things may be slightly different. And me and Marco had, had been discussing this before we wanted to bring it up as a topic. But essentially, do you want your collectors to feel right to you? You know, when you when you when you close your eyes and you think in your mind's eye, do you want a figure that feels right or do you want a figure that is right? Okay, and, like and I want screen accurate or looks at like how you remember it, right? Is that the... yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want the chat to chime in as well, and and Marco and I have have pulled some examples. Um, Star Wars, for example, a lot of people think that Vader's helmet is all black, that his armor is all black. In reality, it's a mixture of black and gunmetal. And this was done to create a little bit of a Harlequin pattern, helps the, the, the mask, uh, some of the detail in the mask show through. And in each of the films, the pattern is, is present. Um, and, and, you know, the films, they, the sculpting of the helmets is a bit different, but they still do have those, uh, those uh, Harlequin effects. You blew um, my mind with that one. I did not know <laughs> that at all. Yeah, C-3PO having a silver leg. A lot of people uh, think he's completely gold from head to toe, but in reality, in the original trilogy... Uh, he has the silver on his right leg. Uh, I, this is to me, you know, I, I'm going to die on this hill, but I, I genuinely don't. I think the Hot Toys has a great Mandalorian portrait. Don't get me wrong. But I don't. I think it's like 10 years too young, uh, Din Djarin. He's not like he doesn't really look like the portrait, in my opinion. I, I, I may be. Yeah, he's got a pretty bad receding hairline. Yeah, so you know, take 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 it or leave it. But again, do you want to close your eyes and see what you imagine Dinjarin looks like, or do you want to see uh, the incredibly handsome, though definitely more aged uh, Pedro Pascal? And I, I would say I'd be happy with either. But I, I do like what Hot Toys gave us here. Give um, us the most fuckable version for sure. The oh Mandalorian. <laughs> A lot of people want this shit to be like super mere chrome, and they're going back and and taking all this chrome uh, weathering off, which. I do think it's heavy-handed, but in reality, in the show, his armor isn't like a mere chrome finish. It's, I would almost say, somewhere between the first Beskar and the second one. But a lot of people, you know, in their mind's eye, they want this, you know, mirror chrome finish almost, and, and they're they're uh, reworking their armors to have that, which, you know, again, it's their figure. They can do what they want with it. Uh, the Iron Man Mark One. people think it's this massive hulking suit. Uh, in reality, compared to the other suits, uh, this is by Hot Toys, and you might say, well, Hot Toys fucked up the scale before. You are correct, but compared to other uh, 
figures like uh, the ZD toys shown here by Justice Collection, even within that same line, they're all you know fairly recent figures. It is by far the shortest armor uh, of the Hall of Armors. Uh, Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, a lot of people thought the cloak was black. Uh, in fact, it is brown. The black cloak is, uh, you know, this is a more recent edition with the Mandalorian costume. Uh, Bane, again, we mentioned it, but I think it's far too bulky. So I ask you on the panel and uh, you at home, um, do we want our figures to feel right or do we want our figures to be right? Because I do think, you know, there are differences, right? Like, obviously, you want this massive, hulking, you know, super buff um, Bane, you know, breaking Batman's back. But in reality, I think the build of, of the one that they showed in the comparison, the Hot Toy showed, I think that's actually, you know, a, a far more accurate build to what we see in the film. I'm curious what you guys have to say. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now that you have Vader on the screen here, I'll talk about my Vader. Yeah, I can cycle through these photos as you like. Yeah, because and you helped me put together my Vader so you can speak on this. I started with a base Sideshow Deluxe Darth Vader, which is fucking huge. He's like a head taller than he's supposed to be, if not more. He's massive. It's like unbelievably incorrect in, in size. It's crazy. But to me, that is Darth Vader. Every time he's on screen, that's all you see. Like he's such a presence that I was like, I actually don't mind the fact that my Darth Vader is way too big. So I actually kept the original body and I changed other stuff about the figure to make it better, right? I changed the helmet, I you know, changed the robes, this and that. But I kept the body because to me, Darth Vader is larger than life, and I want him to look like that on the shelf. So I think it depends on the character. Like, Bane, give me the biggest fucking buffest body you can put on a Bane, because in every iteration of that character, he's ridiculously shredded. He's got veins coming out of his body that are, like, green and shit, like... Bane is supposed to be that hulking kind of intimidating guy, right? But, you know, if you have, like, your Tony Stark and he's, like, two feet taller than he's supposed to be next to Thor, it's like, that looks fucking goofy as shit. So I think it just depends on the character or how important, I guess, that character yeah. is to you. But that's my two cents. Checking in with the chat, Tyria says, Mandela Effect had me recently. Mr. Bean only had like 15 episodes, whereas I thought it had seasons upon seasons. Uh, PT Works says a combination of both. I'm fine. Cuervo, I personally could care less if things aren't screen accurate. As long as it's close, all good. I don't want to stress about stuff like that. Uh, DJ says, to me, the head sculpt looks like Vito Corleone. You're not wrong. Uh Looks Shooter like, says the jawline is too square. It's over uh, Martel right there. Yeah, Nikulio says, uh, don't mind modding if I do want more accuracy, but close enough is just fine for me. Cuervos, uh, again, says it's meant to be a hobby and fun. If I start stressing about perfection, I will never be happy. Uh, Rob says they established the superior Beskar when he first got it all shiny straight from the armor, but now that he has some fights, it's more lived in looking, which I prefer. 
even in those initial shots, it's not like mirror chrome just for what it's worth. Uh, DJ says, depends. Some things look better and accurately and some, some don't OG fan. It's how it makes me feel. Sometimes good enough is good enough. Blackbird. Uh, I want accuracy, but some subtle differences here and there aren't deal breakers either. As long as it's pretty close. One six shooter. That's it. It's the presence and the way the camera portrays them to be. Um, Ben, what do what do you think here? This is a very mind's eye type of discussion. We're kind mm-hmm. of kind of going into on uncharted territory for us here. But um, are you a stickler for screen accuracy, or or do you want things to feel right to you? And I think it's, it's ama- something that I've struggled with for a long time as a collector. It's an amazing question because I've I've got. I think it kind of depends on the character, like you you guys were saying earlier. For me, when it comes to the face the head sculpt. I want that to look as accurate as possible. I think that Pedro Pascal head sculpt is good, but like you said, if he had a bit more of a receding hairline, if they'd aged up his jawline just a little bit, if they'd made him a 10 out of 10, that would have been a head sculpt I feel like I just absolutely could not miss having in my collection. When I look at a character on my shelf, I don't want it to feel like it's the Wish version of the character. I want it to be... A shrunk down representation of that person um when it comes to the outfit or the body i'm okay closing my eyes and as long as my mind's eye representation of that outfit is close i'm okay with that so this robin actually is a, is a good example of that this robin's outfit is significantly more red than the film in the film, it's a lot more toned down, uh, almost like more of like a like a darker metallic red. It's like a bronze, almost like, like a copper bronze. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite different than than the figure. Now, when I'm looking at this guy on my shelf without a movie still next to it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Robin from Batman Forever. If I if I pull up the screen, I'm like, that's eh, it's not really accurate, but I'm okay with that because it's it's the outfit, it's the body type. I'm. Again, his codpiece is larger in figure representation even than in the film. But like, when I close my eyes, I think the the body or the outfit can have some artistic representation. I think as soon as you get away from that accuracy with the head sculpt, that's when figure representation in my collection really takes a, a nosedive. And I'll I'll literally talk myself out of figures because I don't love the face. The Natiri Avatar figure that's been recently announced. I saw the film, and imme- like the, the newest film, and immediately it re-inspired my love for the Avatar franchise. I, I had a, re- a great time watching the movie. Uh, Natiri was an amazing, badass character in that movie, and I was like, if they release any character from that movie, I want it to be Natiri. I would get her by herself. And when I saw the face, I just... It's just not there for me. She's not... She, her eyes aren't as big. They're not as round. They're not as glowy. She just, just... Like, as an alien goes, she's not as pretty of a blue alien as she is in her film representation. And I just don't see it. So I don't want to own it. I just don't. I Like, for me, it, it talked me out of the figure entirely. Unless they update it, I, I won't do it. Um, so I think it, I think it will depend on face likeness versus outfit likeness. If they're both off then, yeah, I usually don't necessarily buy the figure. But I wouldn't buy a figure that just has an amazing outfit and a sculpt that I didn't think looked like the character. Well enough, anyways. Mm-hmm. Not unless I was paying bargain bid prices, at least. Maybe maybe that's when, that's when it also changes. We're paying such a high dollar amount for, for these to have them in our, in our collections. 
um, that obviously you want them to be as accurate as possible, but it's, it's in the face where it's really going to bring that out for me. Absolutely. You know, for me, it's, I think it's like the rule of cool or like whatever looks badass, right? So obviously they talked with Dave Filoni and why am I forgetting his name? He directed uh, Iron Man. John Favreau. There you go. John Favreau. When they were talking about the behind the scenes for this Mandalorian, you know, iconic, now iconic scene. And they were just talking about how hard it was to get Luke to be what you remember him as a kid. It's like, we can go completely screen accurate, but everyone remembers the black coat and it actually looks, or excuse me, cloak. It actually looks more badass when it's all black. So for me, I think I, I kind of lean towards whatever just looks cooler. I, I guess that kind of goes towards the feel that you were talking about. If it feels correct, then and that's really what I want representation of. For the Mark One, that's one that I'm, you know, sitting on the fence on because I want to see how it turns out. I'm not happy with the scale, even if it is accurate to the movie. I remember that being a hulking, big, wide, tall suit. So if it comes out and it's this little guy and I try to pose him next to any of my other Iron Men, that's not going to feel right to me at all. Um, and so, yeah, kudos, I guess, to Hot Toys for getting it screen accurate. But that's a big old suit from what I recall from the movie. Um, so, yeah, it just would dissuade me from going down that route. Um, let's see some of the other examples. What were some of the other examples? Oh, and then on the Bane, obviously, um, I want him big. Like I want, I want him to be a big beefy guy, even if, you know, they, they kind of would have shrunk him down to be more screen accurate. It wouldn't have felt correct. And so I think this body seeing it immediately, it's like, that's Bane from what I remember. He broke Batman's back, spoiler warning. Um, and yet that is the perfect representation that I want on my shelf. So I will always go towards feel over screen accuracy. But it's interesting because you wanted me to try and talk you out of getting the Aragorn from Inart yeah. because you're not a yeah. huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. Fan for sure, but not a huge one. But then when they showed that newest prototype, I don't even know if I really looked at the outfit because the head sculpt got me so hard in the feels that I was like, damn, like <laughs> that so is Vigo. <laughs> wow. Like it is. <laughs> and so for, again, it, that took that from being a cool figure, but I don't know if I'd get it if I didn't need the representation to a uh, holy crap that looks so much like the actor that I almost can't justify not having it in my collection. Mm -hmm. So for me, as I said, it's that, it's that likeness in the face. No doubt, Ben. Yeah, that's that's really why I'm into Hot Toys and One Sixth as well. Though mm -hmm. I love those face sculpts. A really strong sculpt can really, you know, put a borderline figure into a must-have for me. Um, and mm -hmm. those are kind of few and far between. Um, but yeah, Vigo. I mean, Aragorn's just such a cool character that the fact that they nailed the sculpt it like makes it um, to me one that I had to take the plunge on. Definitely, all great answers from the people on the panel. I think you guys have done very well with tonight's discussion, and it's definitely definitely a more thought-provoking one. I appreciate everyone in the comments as well. Um, I'd struggled with how to frame this question for, for a few weeks, and the Bane was like the perfect opportunity to, to bring this up. So um, big shout-out to you guys and, and in the chat as well. Uh, our movie of the week is Blockbuster Movie Night, The Pale Blue Eye, uh, chosen by Sweet Sweet Ben. Veteran detective Augustus Landor investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will eventually go on to become the world-famous author Edgar Allan Poe. Now, full disclosure, we got a lot of messages about the last show and that how we did not talk spoilers, and we heard you guys. So if you haven't seen this movie, I 
I plan to discuss spoilers. I don't know if the, the team plans to discuss spoilers, but I'm giving you a fair warning that, you know, we do this show with the show with the anticipation that you guys are watching these movies with us and we can all have a discussion. So right. put that out there. Yeah, I don't I, think I could discuss this movie without going into spoilers. Yeah, and that was the problem with, with the menu, but I, I did not like this movie. Um, it it seemed like such an unnecessary way to commit a crime. It was like committing a crime with extra steps. It, now, in this film, Augustus Landor is the criminal, and he's also the investigator. And he commits this crime because his daughter was... Um, I don't know if we can say that word and get demonized. She was sexually assaulted. Assa- she was yeah, assaulted assaulted yeah. by by three um, West Point uh, students, and uh, throughout the film and throughout these murders, uh, he uncovers the identities of the other uh, of, of the three uh, people that committed this act. Yeah, have, yeah. If everyone, if anyone has a tune out, I totally understand. Um, Trevor, appreciate you tuning in for for the first hour forty, but. It it just there's like this twist, and I I always say this, but I hate when movies set it up. Like there's a good twist and a bad twist, right? And you know, an example of a good twist is Kaiser Soze, right? At the end of the movie, you're like, oh shit! Like it was this guy we've been with all the time is Kaiser Soze. Not a good twist. This movie, right? Like they're setting it up like, damn, like this is so interesting, and then it turns out it's the dude that you're with all the time is the bad guy. And then he's like leaving clues intentionally to be caught because he's like, has some honor code. I don't like this movie. I, I, I thought that the performances by Christian Bale and the performances by, um, I forget his name, but the Edgar Allan Poe actor, uh, Neville Longbottom from the Harry Potter franchise. I thought those were excellent. I, I think the mannerisms specifically of Edgar Allan Poe in this film were fantastic. But the plot just genuinely lost me. The, you know, again, it's just like, if you want to commit a crime, that's one thing. But to, like, get all these people involved in this whole investigation and then the ending was just stupid. Like, I, there was just not a lot, for for me personally, not a lot good in the plot. The acting was, however, fantastic. Um, Dean, I'm curious. I I think you didn't like this movie as well. Yeah, this... (laughs) this was a really hard watch um it's not particularly exciting so there's nothing really kind of keeping you like really engaged other than what the hell's going on and it's it's really not it's just not a very enticing movie uh christian bale is great i did actually really enjoy the guy who played edgar Allan poe uh, the actor and the character. I'm going to pull up his name right now. Also, is this movie based on any kind of truth? So Edgar Allan, I, I did look this up. Edgar Allan Poe did um, attend West Point, but you know, obviously he's, I don't know that he graduated, but this is a fictional tale. Cause it, but it's, it, it's almost like, well, why the fuck are you even including Edgar Allan Poe in this? Cause it really has no bearing on the story. Yeah. So the, um, <laughs> The actor is uh, Harry Melling, who plays uh, Edgar Allan Yeah, because I was expecting, like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to, like, influence one of his stories, and, and it's going to come full circle. But it's like, no, this is just something that happened to him on a Thursday. And it, and it was kind of like, what was the payoff of this being Edgar Allan Poe? There wasn't any. It was 
really bizarre. And then the part that really got me where I was like, well, this makes zero sense now is the people that are doing these crimes are this brother and sister who are trying to cure the sister's disease. Yeah, seizures or whatever. Her, yeah, she's got seizures by communicating with the devil, right? They're doing devil worship or like whatever. Witchcraft. But they're like, we we refuse to kill people, right? Like, we will never kill people to accomplish this goal. So it's like, all right, these psychopaths have some kind of code, I guess. But then, like... 15 seconds later, they're about to kill Edgar Allan Poe in a sacrificial ritual. So it's like, his wrist and shit. which is it? <laughs> like, you can't have it both ways because they want this big payoff with, with um, Christian Bale. But, like, it's just not earned at all. So when... <laughs> When they when they do this whole thing and he saves Edgar Allan Poe in the basement of wherever the fuck they were, doesn't even explain how he found them. He's like, "Where's your family?" And then he was there. I was like, "I guess." Um, there was like still like forty minutes of the movie left, and I was like, "Oh, so he's the killer." Like I like, <laughs> it was such a dumb payoff. I was like, "This is so bad." Like. I almost wanted to send Ben my PayPal so he could reimburse me for my two hours of time. <laughs> yeah, it just... I'm going to start billing y'all for this shit. Like I said, there was no real payoff for anything being there at all. There was no payoff with him being the killer. There was no payoff with Edgar Allan Poe even being involved. That guy's name could have been... Yeah, at the end, Thomas you're like, oh, he's going to turn him in. And it and doesn't then he's matter. Like, <laughs> he doesn't. It's like, what yeah. the fuck was the point of yeah, the whole movie? Yeah, it's like... It, it was just not Signed, good. It just T wasn't a good sticks. movie. <laughs> yeah, T fiddlesticks. Like, I was just really expecting. Like, it has he has to be Edgar Allan Poe for a reason. Not there's not there's no there's none. So this could have been about it was Poe just, Edgar Allen, and it would have been the same movie. Yeah, it was just like I wasn't like watching the movie like I am miserable as shit. But I was watching the movie like this is just not good. Like. It's not bad. It's like, like I said, like I'm, I wasn't angry watching the movie. Like, can this end already? I was, I was just kind of like, Ben, I stopped is... playing Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> and watching X Files to watch this movie. Ooh, How dare you? Merlin. That would have been, well, I wasn't. I gotta, I gotta save her, Merlin. Yeah. Ben, was... did you, did you, um, <laughs> you, also don't let me forget, I did find that Ahsoka picture, so we'll, we'll jump back. But, uh, Ben, what do you think about this? So I had never seen this movie, so that I didn't pick it based on like a previous feeling about it. I um, on my way to California uh, last week, my teammate Matt watched it on the plane beside me, and at the end of the flight, I was like, "How was that movie?" And he's like, "Oh, it was awesome. You know, like Christian Bale is like really good, and like you got to watch it. You got to watch it." You so hold like, plane oh. movies to a whole different standard, though. Yeah, you are stuck in. To be sure, Christian Bale is really good in the movie. And so I was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, Christian Bale, it's kind of different. It's it's a like I I like kind of a detective noir style film. Uh, it looked like it had some some blood and guts in it, so like clearly it gets into some nitty gritty scenes, like it definitely captured my attention from being a passenger uh, on, on the plane. So 
I put it out there for us to watch it because like Zach was messaging me while I was mid conference and I'm like this movie let's try it because I was planning on watching I mean, it on the plane like you could have given it to us like you know whenever well I thought I thought you needed to know for the show because the show was going on at yeah, the time right that. so I was like I thought Zach needed so anyways that's my defense don't blame me Ben that's my my partial defense I watched it on the plane ride back and I think you're right Marco you do hold plane movies to a higher extent because I had two and a half hours of time to literally kill I there's what are you what are you gonna do right they are time um, killers yeah so. So I didn't hate the movie, but I do agree with all of the great points that Dean made. There was a lot about this movie that I was like... What about my points? Well, and Zach, too. I'm sorry, but I just... Dean was very, very passionate today in his delivery. Um, The Edgar Allan Poe thing, I agree. I thought that that was going to translate to one of his poems or stories. Um, you know, Lenore, uh, from, from the Raven, you know, he mentions Lenore in there. So I was like, okay, there could be some tie-ins maybe to the Raven, right? Or, or Mm -hmm. something, but there wasn't. So that was confusing. I agree. It could have been Tom Fiddlestick. Like it didn't literally need to be him at all. Um, the acting was, was good. I liked the tone of the film. I thought the scenery and like how they shot the movie was, was interesting. Um, I I actually didn't see that twist coming with him being the killer at the end, but I wasn't paying attention to the runtime. So as we were kind of getting to what I felt like was the conclusion of the film when he saves Edgar, I was like, okay, like, it was good. Like, you know, and then then when they did the twist with with Christian Bale being the killer, I was like, "Mm, okay. The reason I didn't like that twist, though, was because it kind of, like, it all happened by absolute coincidence. Like... It wasn't necessarily very, it wasn't planned by Christian Bale, right? He didn't know those officers were going to drag him into the investigation. He killed the guy. He was washing his tools. He gets dragged into the investigation. It just so happened that the murderers who are out there on the loose are looking for not only a dead body, but a dead body hanging from a tree. So, like, that was, like, really specific and, like, like, how, like, how coincidental is that, Mm -hmm. that possibility, right? And so, that all felt like kind of, a, I want to call it like MacGuffin-y. Like it was kind of like forced into a plot to make it be like, and a twist. That felt a little a little bit hollow. Uh, unlike your example, Zach, with, with Kaiser Soze, where it was like, you know, for that film, I hadn't seen that movie before. So when it got to that twist at the end, I was like, damn, I did not, I didn't see that coming. That, that was really well played uh, and did not feel hollow. Uh, this, this conclusion felt a little hollow. Um, I think if you got two and a half hours to kill and you like a, a detective story, it's not it's not the worst movie we've seen on on Blockbuster Movie Night of the Week. But it is. Um, I it's not the worst by Come far. On, it is certainly on, not. Man. You got two and a half um, hours to kill. Go look at the sound. <laughs> go look at the. I would. Uh, but, but I would give it like a six out of ten. Um, Christian Bale was by far the best part, and and the guy who played Edgar, you guys you guys nailed that. Um, but I'd watch Christian Bale in just about anything and, and enjoy his presence in the film. Um, even he couldn't save the the plot uh, on this one for me. So I knew you guys would rip it apart as soon as I watched it on the plane on the way back. I was like, oh, these guys are gonna not going to like this film. <laughs> you did not disappoint. <laughs> I do vote that Ben loses his rights, uh, at least for Come one Come on, I've, I've um, been, that's like, I've, I think I've had four choices. This is the worst of the four. You know? <laughs> it's just fun, it's fun to rip on you. Um, ben, do you want me to pause? Do you, anyone else you want to throw under the bus um, before we continue? You threw your coworker under the bus, you threw... 
Yeah, I, I shed all this. accountability for, for all right, this movie. Yeah, there, yeah. You go, there you go. <laughs> Idiot. Push it all off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't say any more than you guys haven't already said. Like, I would say, like, on paper, this is definitely my type of film. Like, it looks beautiful. Obviously, stellar cast. Christian Bale, like, has a great performance. A period piece, you know, it's kind of a little bit more methodical at first. But I, I think, like you all said, it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere where there's those payoffs that if it's going to have that slow burn initially, it doesn't really like pick up to a point where you're like, okay, well, that was worth it. Um, I, I think if I was watching this on a plane, I probably would have turned it off, you know, a quarter way through and just watched some Better Call Saul. Um, so yeah, I don't really have much positive to say about this, uh, minus Christian Bale being a standout like he always is. Um, but yeah, it was a cooler concept than it was an execution of an actual film. Yeah, I rebellions. Th- go, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was gonna say I even had this on my watch list on Netflix because it did look good. Like you said, the the vibe of the movie, the ambiance, the 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 style at which it was shot. I was like, this looks like it's gonna be cool. Christian Bale doesn't do shitty movies. Well, here we are <laughs> watching it. Watching it from the passenger seat with no si- with no sound on did look pretty pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> the pale blue eye, seventy-one uh, percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes in honor of John. Two hours, ten minutes runtime. Um, Vintage says, "Can you guys commit to some damn classics, please?" Aliens, Terminator, nineteen eighty-four, Shore Lord, Jimmy, see some love. Um, not I, not today. Though I, I will say, um, those are some classics. We've done a lot of those in the past. That's we typically don't re-up, but we have new listeners. We might have to revisit them. I know Dean got mad at me when I revisited a, a film this year, and I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Now, I'm going to bring us back to the promised land, Dean. I I think it's time that... If you say Merlin, I'm out. I'm just saying. How dare you? I'm just saying we Merlin's should do it as Blockbuster show. so that it's you'll actually finish it and watch something else for once. But Zach, before you, before you pick, should we call Ben's co-worker to see, to, to run it by him? Any other good plane movies? <laughs> yeah, call him so I can tell him to go to hell. Um, my Blockbuster movie night is... Can I get a drum roll, please? Austin Powers International. Hey, okay, Let's there you go. go. Oh, I, go I can baby. see the smile on John's face right now. Yeah. I know. I, I told John last night because nice. he had the. He said he might not be able to make it, but I was like, Dude, yeah. What did we? What did we say? We have made a joke. Was it during D and D? Yeah, that's exactly why it's been in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're like, yeah, that's not my bag, baby. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no, that's my bag, baby. <laughs> Yeah. That sort of thing is my bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited now. Save it nice. for the save it for the show, Dean. Oh man. Yeah. Vintage. I promise we'll get some classics in soon. Um, Dean, the Dream Martin. Can we say thank you to the wonderful pillars that keep the network going? Yes. Uh, the sweet, please. the beautiful, the three pillars. As John says, give a quick shout out to. Sean Fear, Ian CV, Renee Mendes, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, King Louis, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, there's Kevin, right on time, Equan, Chris Valen, Serena, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Thomas Clark, Eric Switzer, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Dini Martin, Stephen Krepp, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Cesar Marquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bomoski, Rick DiGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Rainer, 
Alan Morgan, two Cothery, Wad, Derek B, Aries Portillo, Mark Randolph. Uh, what's that one? Joe. Joe Ridley. Joe Ridley. Sorry, the the logo's cutting it off. Joe Ridley, Pablo Meza, Carlos Saavedra, D Rock, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Domaton, Jimmy James, Stephen Purchase, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Steve and Maria Stanley, Eddie Manzanares, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. <laughs> what a bunch of angels. Okay, here. We should definitely watch Merlin as the movie Here's of the week, Kevin season one. It is so good. Uh, our January Patreon benefits, the OxPD sticker and the OxPD Chase sticker now. Um, if you're a Patreon member tonight, I need you to go in the Patreon chat and let me know what stickers you want to see for February. We're already kind of creating a list and we need some ideas. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to get another Zach sticker. Um, just kidding. Our Patreon starts at $5 a month for the digital tier, $7.50 for stickers sent straight to your door, and access to Ox After Dark Replay. $15 gets you the Certificate of Crispiness and a Figure Fix Assistance. And What a Guy gets you the doubles of all the stickers we send, a Pog Deluxe set, and all the benefits of the previous tiers. Our YouTube channel members, we have Mojo Z78, Absolute Irwin, uh, DK Avenger 702, OMFG Rick, S Beam, Andres IB, Daminator, Sam Gist, Thomas Clark, Benjamin Hansen, Chris V, Big Alford, Cram, uh, Victor Juarez, OG Fan, Mark Pearson, Ben Thomas, Paul Schreiber, Andrew Gibo, CC3PO, Carlito, CT603, Eddie Money Mendez, Sia Dreams, JC, B Chan, Fat Batman, and Justin Sports Cards Museum. Uh, you can join the channel membership uh, in the Patreon tier if you're a Patreon member for 99 cents or a peanut gallery for 2.99. I think we may actually have unlocked another emoji. I need to double check that, but we'll also uh, have a chat and see what we want to use for that new slot. Uh, taking a look at the network we had unboxing last night, you can check out Lane opening up the best Garmando, and then I opened up Toothless and CC and Danny opened up some comic and comic. Did Lane ever find his piece? I have not heard from him. <laughs> To the uh, to the affirmative, uh, after dark tomorrow at ten thirty, uh, we have uh, OFAC may be pushed back to um, next Thursday. Ben, I'm not sure if you saw the message in the reissue chat, but we may possibly want to explore recording that on Thursday. But uh, we'll confirm that uh, you know sometime soon. Or worst case, it'll be next Sunday. Had a little bit of a family thing come up for. Uh, our initial scheduled time. My apologies. Uh, we have Pose Wars on Saturday if we can find enough posers. So if you're a poser and you want to pose, you let me know because I think we may just barely be making it. Uh, Brenton's Question of the Week every Sunday and uh, Collector's Club, of course, on Friday at 10.30. Uh, Live and Let Dice, our Dungeons & Dragons show, had an amazing episode last uh, Saturday. Uh, even if you're not a listener of Dungeons & Dragons, it was a really fun uh, show. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, I think it's basically our penultimate uh, series of episodes, and our big multi-part finale will be coming up. Look at that, Gigi, in the YouTube stream. She wants to be on Pose Wars. <laughs> really? Yeah, a new challenger has entered the ring. Actually, that would be awesome. Out. That would. That, you guys could that both be awesome. pose together. Yeah, okay. No, I might just sit it out, honestly, but we'll see. No, we'll yeah, no, you guys head-to-head. Head. I want to see wow. that. Well, that would be amazing. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. I head-to-head, Ben. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell? I don't want to be together. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Why did that do that? That's not what that was supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, T Public. Jesus, I messed my whole screen up. T Public, there's the uh, link there if you want to buy shirts from the network. 
and our socials facebook collecting weekly collecting week auxiliary uh instagram at collecting weekly at collecting weekly underscore clips and at john the everyday collector and don't forget on one six kit you get ten dollars off your next purchase using code cw10 boy i'm about to about to sneeze jesus wow. uh dean do you have any shout outs you want to give uh shout out Gigi. she's always in the chat um Shout out rooting, to Gigi for sure. Rooting for never, Kevin. It's by far the Arthur's best half. Never giving me a shout out, and how do you? It's true. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you one when you deserve one. <laughs> uh, Whoa! Shout out, uh, shout out, John. He couldn't be with us today, but yeah, he was bummed out. Yeah, it's John. Um, that big old goobers out there somewhere doing his thing. Uh, shout out Ben. He tried so hard to be here on time. <laughs> he was like stressing I out. Was so stressed. Um, he was. And, uh, he shout was out, freaking out. Shout out Mercari's team. Looking out for the, looking out for your boy. So and uh, nice. whoever that scammer was, fuck that guy. Can you imagine if tomorrow <laughs> you get it and it's like asshole. legit, bro? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not telling anyone if that happens, but wow, yeah, it's between you and Jesus. Yeah, I, well, you you put this on on um, Instagram, so I don't know if it's top secret, but shout out to Gigi. She you finished your service with the. Uh, the National wow, Guard. Why did you get, so. come here to get attacked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was a shout out. What yeah, do you, what I mean did. you get attacked? Yeah. What the hell? I did. I was like, Martha who's attacking? That, because Martha yeah. Didn't and I didn't even buy an OLED before she got out, too. I'm, I'm tripping. Oh, yeah. Hate to see it. You don't, you, you, it expires automatically, the discounts? Uh, you have to be, like, you can't go on base after, after you're done. With your wow. Shows. I still get my student discount on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, uh, anyways, well, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Marco and Gigi. Appreciate that. Um, You're very welcome. Uh, and like the free because of the brave, right, Marco? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I'm holding it down over here with my dolls. Um, really quickly, shout out to Manny again for you know mocking up those uh, terrific logos. Like really over the moon with what he came up with, and um, yeah, the dude is awesome. So, Gigi, I think they do want to see you pose. So if that was a serious suggestion, I think you may be drafted into the pose cool. war. That would service. be fun. That would be really fun. <laughs> oh, go. and you've got the figure that Thomas uh, sent you as oh, well. Yeah. So, okay. She's going to get popularity points, though. I don't know if I want to be in there what after the she's in there. That's popularity Thomas is sending figures? Did mine get lost in the mail, Thomas? Uh, yeah, no, only to VIPs. Sorry. <laughs> wow, how dare you? What did Thomas <laughs> send you? You'll see it on post. Wow. Fake, oh, first of all, fake wow. fan. Wow. Definitely that a fake fan. <laughs> I, I will admit, Marco has been a bit dry lately. Um, wow. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um, Wait till I get it to Oxcon, though. It's going to be extra wet. Oh, Jesus. October 21st, baby. <laughs> I'm letting everyone know now. October 21st. That's likely when Oxcon 23 will be. Uh, ben. No, you're not kidding. You're not serious, are you? Yeah. You have a wedding that weekend? <laughs> don't say it. Oh, don't you say it. <laughs> well, I guess you're going to be driving around, my guy. That's right. I'm um, not coming if Dean's not coming. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, Dan coming. will be don't worry. coming. Yeah, we'll I'm all be coming. coming Wait, Gigi, are you are you going to be there? I wasn't going <laughs> to. <laughs> are you uh, planning? Yeah, I think I... we lost like 40 people. They're like, this is the garbage <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I might be there. Might? Might? What the hell? What if I don't pass the bar? If you go, that's, I have to invite. That's Jonah, an even better so reason to saying. go. If you didn't pass the bar, what, what's going to happen? Bro, sideshow. It's not is like you're going to fail it if you didn't pass it already. Sideshow is sending a replacement for Lane. Did he? <laughs> Wait, what? That's what he just I, told me. I hope he was. I hope he was honest. Uh, Lane, message me. I got another story. Anyways, um, shout out to everyone that tuned in. I know the show was a bit different in the way that we structured it, but I, I, I think it was a good discussion. And uh, we appreciate everyone's comments, and we love you, and we thank you for being here. 
And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <There she is. laughs>